Welcome to Echoes, the official podcast of the Florida State University Alumni Association. The FSU Alumni Association works to create meaningful connections between alumni and Florida State University, strengthening the alumni network and supporting students on campus every day. We couldn't do it without the support of our members, which allows us to continue to engage alumni through our eight affinity networks, 67 clubs and chapters, programming and awards, Vera's, our alumni magazine, and this podcast. Welcome back, Seminoles. We hope you're enjoying season two of Echoes. Florida State truly has the best alumni, and we love hearing and sharing their stories. Season three of Echoes is already in the works, so stay tuned for more information coming soon. Your membership at the FSU Alumni Association strengthens our university, increases the value of your FSU degree, and provides programs and services for fellow alumni and students nationwide. Join today at alumni.fsu.edu. On today's episode, our host, Keith Cottrell, speaks with Shannon Estenaz. Today on Echoes, we welcome Shannon Estenaz, Assistant Secretary for Fish and Wildlife Parks for the U.S. Department of the Interior. A champion of the Everglades and National Park Service, Shannon's held roles in the World Wildlife Fund and the National Parks Conservation Association and has been appointed to positions by three separate Florida governors. A fifth-generation native of Key West, she holds dual degrees in international affairs and civil engineering from Florida State. Before we hear from Keith and Shannon, here's a brief message from one of our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by the Alumni Benefits Program. Travel is back. If you're planning a trip and want peace of mind, don't forget travel insurance. With flight delays, lost baggage, and unexpected illnesses, it's more important than ever to protect your trip. Buying travel insurance through the Alumni Benefits Program is easy. Get a quick quote, compare plans, and choose the right coverage for your travel needs and budget. See for yourself the additional comfort our plans can provide. Visit FSUAlumniBenefits.com. That's FSUAlumniBenefits.com. Now, on to the episode. Shannon, you graduated from Key West High School, and there's 12 public universities inside the state of Florida. You drove past 10 of them to get to Florida State. Why Florida State? How did you get to be a Seminole? Well, I'll tell you, after high school, I first went to um, Florida Keys Community College. So I was there in between. And it was there that I figured out that I wanted to do something in public policy or public service. And it's also there that I learned that Florida State was really the best place for me to pursue that path. So it wasn't really a question. Um, It just... I always wanted to go to Florida State, and then I happened to hook up with a, a big group of friends, and they were all coincidentally going to FSU too. So uh, it worked out perfectly. So your your introduction to the Knoll family started before you even hit campus. Oh yeah, I never visited campus. I just loaded up my 1976 Volkswagen Beetle with all of my worldly possessions, which did not fill the Beetle, and drove 11 hours uh, from Key West to Tallahassee. Unbelievable. That's fantastic. 
So when you got here to campus, you double majored in international affairs and civil engineering. Double majors are, are a little rare. That combination is super rare. Was that on purpose? What, what drove you to that double major? Yeah, no, definitely not on purpose. And it, it, it ended up not really even being a traditional double major. I was almost finished with international affairs. Um, and I had intended to go to law school, actually. But, you know, once I got to Florida State, um, I started to become more and more interested in environmental issues. And uh, I had a few friends who were studying engineering. And I started to think that maybe I could have a positive impact on environmental issues from the technical side. So it was really a choice between law school and engineering school. And I chose uh, engineering school. And back then, you know, there, there wasn't an environmental engineering program. So I studied uh, civil engineering. My father had been a civil engineer who went to the University of Florida, by the way. Um, and uh, I chose civil because I, I thought, you know, I had an eye on working on water water-related issues. And, and you're right, that is a very strange combination, um, kind of social sciences with engineering, but it turned out that my career path really followed that combined public, you know, social science and uh, engineering path almost to the T. The great majority of your career has been around the conservation efforts that you've already talked about a little bit, specifically the Everglades. You, you've stayed you know, true to your South Florida roots in some, some forms and fashions. Take us from your service on the South Florida Water Management District all the way to the U.S. Department of the Interior. That's an incredible climb, and that, that's something that I'm already waving the Seminole flag that we've got someone up there. How did you go from that local service all the way up to, to federal national service? Well, I, I, I started like many uh, rookie engineering graduates uh, doing just bread and butter work at an engineering firm uh, where I worked for the first two years of my career. And, and even though I, I knew I wanted to shift at some point into policy and, and public service, I didn't really know how to do that. So I just started in a more traditional role. Um, it turned out to be a really incredibly strong start. Um, I learned so much about so many things in that short period of time that all these years later, I still draw on things that I learned for that time that I worked um, in the private sector. So I made the jump to doing public policy when I left the firm to become an environmental advocate. So again, I sort of followed kind of just my passion and my passion for the issue. I didn't have a long-term plan. I just wanted to make a difference. So uh, I joined you know, I started working for environmental NGOs and I did that for seven or eight years. That then moved me into the policy political world. And eventually I was appointed by then Governor Christ to be on the governing board of the South Florida Water Management District. And that suddenly just thrust me into this very high stakes, high profile kind of leadership role on these huge policy issues. I mean, South Florida Water Management District is, you know, it governs some almost 9 million people. And so it's just a huge, huge agency. Um, so, so because of my service there, then eventually Ken Salazar, who was the secretary of the Department of the Interior under President Obama, uh, he appointed me uh, to run the Interior Department's Everglades Restoration Program. So the South Florida Water Management District is the state agency in charge of Everglades Restoration. So I just you know, I had already been doing Everglades in my NGO career. Um, I stayed 
with the Interior Department for about eight years. And then in 2018, I left the government, went back to the NGO sector, was an executive with the Everglades Foundation. And to be honest with you, that's where I thought I would be for years and years. Um, I loved it. But then I was asked to serve uh, President Biden Biden as his um, Assistant Secretary for Fish and Wildlife and Parks, which in addition, you know, to being the biggest honor that I've ever received, it, it really is a dream job. It's a dream. I think it's maybe the best job in Washington. The episode will continue after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Hello, Florida State University Seminoles. Want to partner with FSU to show your school spirit? FSU specialty license plates are a great way to do just that. Stop by your local tax collector's office and get yours today. To learn more, visit fsu.edu slash mytag. Go Knowles! Now, back to the episode. What's it like to brief a president? (laughs) Um... Yeah, so in 2012, I had the honor of briefing then Vice President Joe Biden. And then in 2016, I briefed President Obama. Uh, Both times, the assignment hit me, I think, like in three phases. There's the first phase, the pre-brief, which is just anxiety-fueled preparation. You just want to get everything right. You know it's a short period of time, and you just don't want to make any mistakes. Uh, then comes the time when you're there, you know, with the president. Uh, and with my experience, you know, um, he was kind and attentive and curious, and he asked me great questions and really made me feel like he was really interested in what I was saying and wanted to understand what we were trying to achieve um, in the Everglades. And then, and this is true about both Vice President Biden and President Obama. And then there's the moment where you say goodbye, you shake your hand and it's all, it's all over. And, and, you know, you're, at least for me, I was surrounded by just the enormous, you know, operation that travels with the president, the security, the policy people, the advisors. And, and I just found myself just overwhelmed by the level of responsibility that rest, rests on the president's shoulders. And I suddenly was so grateful that the thing I cared the most about, the Everglades, was also his responsibility. <laughs> I was like, I'm so grateful that President Biden is responsible for the Everglades and for the environment. It's like just, it, it's, it's an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, once, once in a lifetime experience. It's really great. It was great. I'm I'm not sure I'd ever get past the preparation phase, so I admire you for executing it. I'm I'm not sure I'd be able to to get the words out, um, and, but I certainly understand that. Um, you bringing it back to Florida State, you've married a fellow Knoll, and you have a freshman son on campus. So, how has that's a long time that Florida State has been a part of your life? How has it impacted you over time? We we've talked about your degree, we've talked about your career path. But Florida State impacts us all in so many other ways. Um, how going from having a husband to having now children at Florida State, what is that impact like of, of the university? Yeah, it's um, well, you know, so first of all, Richard, my husband, Richard Grosso uh, and I, we share a love for Tallahassee and we share a love for Florida State. When he graduated from FSU's law school, he stuck around and practiced law in Tallahassee uh, for several years, which is how I, I met him. And, uh, and, you know, of course we left the university and FSU athletics stayed with us and you just, you never, 
you just you don't really leave FSU because um, you know you don't you don't you don't really leave it, and we certainly didn't in our hearts. But but to have our son Spencer there now, this is he's a freshman, first semester freshman. He's living in my old dorm, Coffin Hall. He's an economics major, but he's also a musician, and that alone made me get a little teary when he got when he got his dorm assignment and just to be in that location in the center of everything and then for me to be for Rich and I both to be back on campus which first of all has changed so much since we were there I mean when we were there Woodward Avenue just went straight through campus you could drive the whole thing we were disoriented when we first got there and it's so beautiful and um you know, and I'm walking around in an FSU mom t-shirt like my mom used to wear. <laughs> it's it's really magical. And uh, there's just something full circle about it that we really love. I love, I love when you said that you never really leave Florida State. That's, that's so true. Um, you and I both experienced campus pre-full internet rollout. Um, campus life was a little different when you didn't have the ability to text everybody and find everything online with a, a QR code or a link. Um, you mentioned Woodward, which so many people don't, don't, the today's generation doesn't realize that what is now a, a walking only brick pathway was a two lane road with the pool and all, you know, we used to cut all the way through just driving our cars. Um, what else do you remember about campus? You mentioned Cawthon, which brings you, you know, right there to Landis Green and right near the fountain. What else do you remember about your campus experience outside of the classroom? Well, you're right. First of all, we, I was there long before the internet. I was there before the internet. I was there before pagers or beepers when you used to have to find, used to, used to have to use pay phones and, um, leave messages on, it wasn't even, well, uh, not voicemail, um, answering machines. People had answering machines. And uh, so I remember that. I remember standing in very, very long lines at, at the union to register for classes in person. Um, and then later when they introduced phone registration, you would wait on, on, on hold for hours and hours and hours and hours before you could get in. Um, Literally, like people would deliver pizzas while because someone was on hold, you know, waiting to register. Um, and then in terms of campus, I just remember loving on uh, loving being on campus. I lived on camp. I came as a transfer student, and I lived on campus for the first year um, in Cawthon, right on Landis Green, right in the heart of everything. I was always at Strozer. I was always at Bellamy Building. Um, it was as beautiful as the campus is today, it was beautiful then too. Um, you know, we didn't have the Swanee dining hall that wasn't there. That was, uh, that was, I don't know what that was. Um, but, uh, I just loved Florida state's campus. And I remember when my kids were little too, and we first took them to Tallahassee, they loved it too, even when they were little. Um, it's just a wonderful place. So from the beautiful environment of campus to actually working and advocating for the environment, it's obviously a topic that, Many of our alumni are, are passionate about. Um, for those people who are out there that may not have the ability to impact on a day-to-day -day basis, if they want to make an impact on the environment in the areas in which you lead, how does the lay person, the common Seminole Florida State alumnus, how do they go about helping your cause to, to protect the, the water in South Florida, the Everglades, et cetera? What's the best way for them to go about doing that? Oh, it's such a it's such a good question, and there are so so many ways to to make an impact in your your personal life and your sort of private uh, personal or family decision making. I mean, you can uh, 
just become more conscious about how much water you're using, or you can become more conscious about whether you're putting fertilizer on your lawn. I mean, there are lots of wonderful ways that you know your little corner of the world can uh, contribute to a bigger kind of global goal to protect the environment. You know, one way uh, that that folks might find helpful too is to what become what what. I like to think of as a more kind of intentional consumer uh, where, you know, we, so many of the world's problems are related to just the patterns of consumption we have, you know, million, billions of objects are produced and, and then they end up in the waste stream sort of at the end and how, you know, how, where do we fit in that as individuals and decisions big and small. I mean, for example, you, you might be at the mall at the food court and you might be at one of the restaurants and maybe they give you a choice between a cardboard plate or a styrofoam to go container. And that might be a moment where you say, you know what, I'm going to take the cardboard plate. That's a really small decision, but it's, it's a really good environmental decision. And it's an environmental decision, um, uh, which might not, you know, you might not think of it that way, but it really is. You, you know, another, another uh, fun way to get involved in the environment that I'm actually having a lot of fun with is um, I'm doing like vintage store shopping or shopping at, uh, you know, online at these great like uh, fashion consignment online websites now. And, and when you do that, when you buy, you know, something at a small vintage shop or you buy something that's consigned, not only are you sort of that some new thing isn't being produced, but you're also keeping that object from going into the waste stream, maybe maybe for several years. Um, so there are just so many decisions, big and small, uh, that every individual and every family can make, and it can be, these can be private, personal decisions. You don't. Nobody needs to measure themselves against some ideal. You know, like oh, I have to be perfect. If if all of us just said, hey, I'm going to make one intentional decision today. And then maybe I'll make two tomorrow. If all of us band together and did that, um, the planet, the planet would benefit for sure. So I, I appreciate the question. Awesome. No, 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 uh, no better expert than you on that. So I appreciate your help there. Rapid fire, Florida State to finish. Okay. Garnet or gold? Oh, garnet. It's my birthstone. Awesome. Beat Florida or beat Miami? Beat Miami. What's your favorite spot on campus? Uh, uh, Landis Green. Favorite Florida State tradition? Oh, tailgating. <laughs> good answer. I hadn't heard that one. That's good. <laughs> Last one. Most difficult question. Florida State University in a single word. Oh, um, well, for me, family. I mean, family. I, I met my husband there, and I wouldn't have my I wouldn't have any I wouldn't have any of my life. Uh, my husband got me into the environmental business, and I met him at Florida State. So, uh, yeah, family. Family's a family's a perfect answer. Well, Shannon, we we appreciate you being a part of Echoes. We appreciate you representing us at the highest levels of government. It's cool to see um, somebody in in Washington with Florida State on their wall. Uh, that's something we certainly are proud of, and we appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for being a part of Echoes today. Thank you, Keith, and go Knowles. Hi, I'm Shari Williams, class of 2006 and member of the FSU Black Alumni Network. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? Take a moment to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, leave a review, or share an episode with a fellow Knoll. It's easy to do, and it helps us reach even more Seminole alumni with our show. Thanks, and go Knowles.
The Echoes podcast is edited and produced by Janicia Britt, Assistant Director of Communications and Editor-in-Chief of Vires, the official alumni magazine of Florida State University. Myself, Sarah Gray, Digital Media Coordinator and hosted by Keith Cottrell, Director of Seminole Clubs. For more alumni news, be sure to follow us on social media at FSU Alumni. For general university news, head on over to news.fsu.edu. Thanks for listening and go Knowles!